Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Welcome, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's recording day. Yeah, and this is exciting because we have a fabulous guest today. We do have a fabulous guest, but before we get oh to him, God, we have a fabulous producer. Screw this up. Like, no, it's just, I just freaking segued it. You did, you did. did. A, you did a good job. She's Brody, what, I'm out of here. I'm going to slam the door. The, it was, I think the last time we had a guest in here, it was Jamie, I think, Miller. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, you two get all Twitter-pated and get you so excited because there's a guest, and so we just blow past everything else we're supposed to do. Just slow the fuck down, and <laughs> oh we're going to do this He's by the book. Brody, is this what your kids have to deal with? Is this I'm bullshit? I'm just saying, look, there's a good way to do a podcast, and then there's the way that y'all are doing it. So oh. I'm trying to mold this back into something. Oh. I'm just saying, I better. segued nicely, and you just blew right through it. Wow. You're like, screw you, Becky. Thanks because, for having my back, Becky. Because Fran's like, hey, he's true, girl, we got a guest. All right. Well, let's get past our housekeeping then. So a couple (laughs) things. Uh, So normally this is my part of the show where I uh, come in and say like, hey, leave a review. This is great. Um, I need to be clear. Apparently it's I'm going to put this on myself. Uh, We should. We want the reviews on the Apple and the Spotify, not on Facebook. We love hearing good things. And again, if you have bad things, it is. Uh, Fran at yahoo.com that you can send that to. Can you leave a review you know on Spotify? Because I went and looked. I don't think you can. No? Okay. Well, then I Apple, think it's is, just a, the Apple. is a great the place Apple. to leave a review. But it's it's sending it out to other people. It's getting, um, you know, if you like this, hey, share this episode. You know, there's you hit the three little dots and there's ways to do that. Yeah. And send it to somebody who needs to hear it. And then that really helps to get it out into the, into the algorithm. We're much easier so. to search for if people are looking for a really good mental health podcast. Yep. Um, they can also find ours. Um, but I, I haven't mentioned this to anybody here, but I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, unfortunately, we dropped nine points in Uruguay. Really? Yeah. Uh, Why? That was I don't our know. target market. I don't oh, know. No. That's the only market that ever pulls up on my, I don't know what the name of the whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, well, actually, it's because I don't think we're high enough to even hit the U.S. market. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to change that. We are. We're going to change that. And damn it, Paraguay, Uruguay, one of the guays. We appreciate you. We do. And don't give up so soon. I mean, yeah. hang in with us. <laughs> We're, we're doing stuff. Absolutely. And if you want to help to support the show, that helps. But if you want to come see something live as well, yes. February 23rd, Thursday night, 7 o'clock at the Market on the Plaza. It bow, is a chicka, bow, bow. live recording, Shrink Wrap After Dark. <laughs> and it is going to be uh, phenomenal. So come on And, and we have a special a- surprise. In that, uh-huh. we ordered some limited edition, not even going to say what it is, but it's really freaking cool. Yeah. And there's only going to be a limited number available. Right. Ooh. And they will be something you can use while you're there. Or in the bathtub. Or in the bathtub. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. it's... A, okay. We're we'll going to leave it at that. Drinking is either mixed drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an electrical appliance. <laughs> It's an later or a toaster. Oh. It's an later that says shrink wrap. <laughs> For all your intimate moments. There you go. 
Okay. We do have a phenomenal guest today. Um, we're going to delve into the topic of uh, Black History Month. And um, with us today is a gentleman who is a new colleague of mine at Northern State University since I've started. And he pinches himself every day. Because he's, he's so, so happy to work with he's you? So, he's like, how am I so blessed that Becky has joined oh, us? And please. So, um, Thomas is shaking his head now. <laughs> she's right. I am so blessed. See? <laughs> just... Grateful and blessed. Still shaking. So we have with us Thomas Williams. He is the Assistant Director of Multicultural Student Affairs at Northern State University. He's been with us about a year, so you're probably the next newbie, if we don't count the littles. Yeah, the youngins. I, I would say you're the you, newbie. Yeah, now I'm the newbie. I've only been there like three weeks. Yeah. But you have close to 30 years of student affairs experience, so yes, that's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. And so with that, Thomas, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Oh, fucked it up. Oh, I did. There you went. Okay, I segued it horribly. <laughs> that was on me. Yeah, you laid it up the first time. God bless America. Hey, Fran, do you have a fantastic factoid? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fantastic factoid. According to psychiatry.org, although rates of depression are lower in blacks, 24.6%, and Hispanics, 19.6%, than in whites, 34%, depression in blacks and Hispanics is likely to be more persistent. People from racial and ethnic minority groups are less likely to receive mental health care. For example, in 2015, among adults with any mental illness, 48% of whites received mental health services compared with only 31% of blacks. So then we open it up to Thomas, because why do we have to make everything about race? Uh, oh, Snowflake. Can, can we even Oreos. use the term the blacks? The blacks? Thought, is that like is, the COVID or the diarrhea? Like among blacks? I said blacks, not the blacks. Yeah, she said blacks. And is that a... It, I don't know. Is that okay? Oh, so, yeah. So, first yeah, question, is asking. it black? Is it African-American? This right, is what yeah. we asked Mike Cutler. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the... the that's the a good starting point. Everything is You're speaking for everyone right now. I, so. yes. Not just me, but I'll just saying, if mm-hmm. you look at it, um, and I'm going to use some harsh words, if you look at... The past, we blacks were called niggers. <laughs> then we said, "No, that is wrong. Let's find a polite way of saying it." So we called them Negroes. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference, I think, between Negroes and niggers. It, let's become civil and let's find a different way of. Then it moved from Negroes to African Americans. Then all of us are not from Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, we were born and raised here, but our ancestors probably did. You know, our ancestors originated in Africa and rung over on the boats and we inseminated us and separated us and spread us out across. And so, you know, the term has changed so much. So we get to the point, what are we now if we were black Americans, African Americans, mm-hmm. whatever. So it's, it's, it depends on the time of day. If you... If look at it now, whatever people have on their applications, they that's how they're going to identify whoever mm-hmm. is applying for the position. So even with the colleges, if it's black, you know, uh, African-American, mm-hmm. they don't know which one to put. So if you look oh. at different applications, you'll see different terminology okay. for it. So 
Well, I think back to when we had Mike Cutler on here um, talking about Native American heritage. Mm -hmm. And that was our question for him. Mm -hmm. Is it Indian or is it Native American? And he's like, ask the person you're with. Right. You know, it's their preference. And I think it's it's, um, the indigenous people and and, uh, African-American people are sort of in the same. It depends on where you're from. If you ever noticed, uh, if you uh, have international students that come Mm -hmm. in, and if you put all the black students in the audience and all the international students that uh, originated from the African colonies, they'll mm-hmm. they identify themselves as they're where they're from. Okay. Um, whereas we can't. Uh, if you ask the person, right? Because it's theirs. Person, where mm-hmm. are you from? I'm I'm not black. I'm Kenyan. Okay. I'm Somali. I'm not right. Black. Yeah. Know, they mm-hmm. identify, and people need to realize that with um, native. The Native community, they mm-hmm. they clunk all Native people in one big cluster. Mm-hmm. You're Indian in that. No, mm-hmm. I'm Sioux. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, right, I'm, yeah. I'm Chittah, I'm yeah. Cherokee, yep. I'm Apache, I'm but Seminole. Don't you think people are afraid to ask? Like, I look, do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for example, let's say someone is biracial, half mm-hmm. black, half white, right? So maybe they don't want to identify as biracial. Maybe they want to identify as black or whatever. I think people are afraid to say, how would you like me to address you? Or how do you yeah. identify? Like, what's the appropriate question even? And I think that's the biggest problem. We shouldn't hesitate mm-hmm. to do that uh, because I find that people would prefer you ask, then get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um my kids are biracial, and you know they're half of them is black, and my wife is Norwegian, Irish, German. Got all of that in there. So, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Damn Norwegian. I'm sure she's not stubborn. She's not stubborn at all. Oh hell no. No, no. no. Especially no, with the German. No, Us Germans, no. we're not stubborn. What is he disguise? <laughs> <laughs> so I I look at my kids and I respect their decisions on how they want to be identified. Mm-hmm. It's just that the world around them identify them as black mm-hmm. without showing any appreciation for their other ethnic background. That and, makes sense. And that's the part I, I kind of feel sad about mm-hmm. because they're losing that um, part of themselves. So, so what advice do you give them? I It's their choice. Okay. Either way. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, say what, uh, both my kids, the older ones, my younger ones are still sewing this roll, mm-hmm. <laughs> oats. <and, you> know, <laughs> <laughs> not bring me any unwanted grandchildren. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll take them. I want grandbabies so bad. Um, but I can't my, wait for your kids to listen <laughs> to yes, this. I know. No <laughs> pressure. I embarrass them every day. <laughs> At my daughter's wedding, that was my wish for her is to bring me a grandson. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the wedding day? Hey, what? You know when the She's parents? She's like, oh, my God, Dad, shut up. <laughs> you know at the wedding dance and the parents get up and yeah, talk. And yeah. I was like, did my little spew, and then I did the grandbabies. Now on the dance floor. Me and my my wife would stop stealing other people's grandchildren. (laughs) My my son is uh, and married interracially, Mm -hmm. Um, and my daughter is married interracially, and it's it's funny because I, you know, my daughter she asked, and I said, "Well, don't worry about it. You." 
you love somebody, you marry that person, you know, you have kids, just love them. Don't mm-hmm. make a difference what. And I, I try to tell when I talk to my class, when I say things to, when I do lectures and stuff like that, I look at people and I look at the audience and I said, how many of you think there's actually a thing called the white race? And they look at me and I say, okay, all the people that consider themselves white stand up. Everybody stands up. Mm-hmm. And I asked, okay, if you're German, sit down. If you're Irish, sit down. Norwegian, do, 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 do. And then, you know, everybody sit down. Now, everybody who consider yourself white, stand up. I mm-hmm. said, you, you're the only race that seems to be ashamed of where you, who you are and where you're from. Because oh, you don't identify with your um, original nationality, where your mm-hmm. ancestors come from. Unless you're, you're Italian. Yeah. Then oh, you do. They're, they're then so we're like, we're like, hey, we're in the t-shirts and the Italian horns. I'm fucking Italian. Yeah. What are you fucking looking at? Where do you think I'm from? Come on, yo. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you look at it. No. Yeah, that's white, true. White America do not identify with their mm-hmm. true identity. And, it's, you know, I asked, are you ashamed of who you are? And then I tried to explain to them that um, the word whiteness came from, you know, when we first colonized the 13 colonies, and it was the way of wealthy people separating themselves from the poor people. They would powder their face white. So it wouldn't look like they were working out in the field of the suntan and burning all the... I thought George Washington had really oily skin, and he was, like, trying to... No, he was just trying to prove his whiteness. Yeah, he was, oh. He got to admit, well, he, not his yeah. whiteness, his richness. His yeah, richness. Was, yeah. 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 And you know, slaves were getting a lot of money back then. So, but, uh, I <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you look at it and just go back and look at the books and you'll see the wigs and yeah. the, the high heels, but you'll see they powdered their face. Mm, that's interesting. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just... Um, uh, divided the well-to-do from the poor. Mm-hmm. And Thank goodness we don't do that anymore. That was the well, origination. Of, <laughs> yeah. And poor people wanted to be more like the rich people, so mm-hmm. they started, and all of a sudden, we're white. Uh, and that's, that's another kind of racism that I've heard with some clients I've had that are biracial mm-hmm. is that not only do they face it from white people because they're black, yeah. but also black people don't think they're dark enough. And yeah. so they because experience racism within their own culture yeah. or how they identify. The, the paper bag or something like that? I've heard the bag. <laughs> she makes fun of how I say that. The paper bag. <laughs> Over the head. <laughs> no. and it, you're right. It's that um, uh, mixed, and it was way back when um, light-skinned black people we, we called high yellow, <laughs> you know, because they were very light-skinned. I've and, never heard that before. No. Yeah, it's true. High we yellow. call them high yellow because we know originally somewhere along the line the blood mixed mm-hmm. with whoever the slave owner was mm-hmm. and had a relationship with um, one of 
his piece of property, I guess, who was his. So, um, and then the blood mixing started. So mm-hmm. babies were born from slave owners, and their skin was very light-complected, and then go on from there and there. And those people were stigmatized because they were light-skinned, and they knew they were children of slave owners. Mm-hmm. So they were stigmatized. Even today, black people, when it comes to very light-skinned people, are mm-hmm. are very critical of those individuals. And then white people still look at those people as black. Even mm-hmm. So what? They're light-skinned. They're still considered black, so they still... Secondhand citizens, yeah, to say so, it doesn't make a difference. You damn if you do, you damn if you don't. So yeah. it, they get it from both sides. Same thing if you look at uh, uh, tribal communities mm-hmm. where um, but the blood mixing happens, mm-hmm. and they look at no, you're not um, full Sioux, mm-hmm. um, but. Traditionally, the tribes take it better. Even if you got a tap of native blood in you, you're native. Mm-hmm. And that's how they say it. They treat right. you as native. But you do have the stigma out there that will show criticism. So it, it's, it's if you look at the old days where the Irish didn't want you mixing blood yet. Right. <laughs> you know, and then, with the Germans, yeah, God help that, us. Hell yeah, hell forbid, the Italians mm-hmm. didn't want you mixing blood with anybody. So, mortal sin. Fran, you're such a rebel going after that German mark. I yeah. know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> and then if you look at the early Catholic Church, they, that wasn't allowed, period. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's... You know, it's one of those things, and it's we think that it's getting better, but it's not. You know, yeah. one of the best movies that I've seen, and I'm going to say ever, because I love her, Viola mm-hmm. Davis. I love mm-hmm. her. I just watched The Woman King. And I what is, that wasn't that yeah. amazing? For, yeah. Talk about a powerful movie. Not only is it celebrating African-American black culture, but it's also celebrating woman power and how a male king comes to respect and learns to honor her intelligence. Um, Wasn't that just a beautiful? Yep. Yeah. uh, yeah, Highly recommend it. Even though, you know, everybody was in the king's ear and trying Mm -hmm. to destroy that, that uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. He knew what he had in her and he valued it. And, um, you know, at the end when when she did her final thing and got her daughter back and everything, where he, his right-hand lady, his queen, mm-hmm. you know, he dismissed her mm-hmm. for this woman because of what she brought for the their community and mm-hmm. what she did for him. You know, her life was his life. Right. You know? So that's it, incredible. Hey, that's the early. Yeah. Anniversary of Title Nine. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> right One of the things you put down, you know, when we talked about what would you like to bring forward, changing of education, and I want to know more about what you mean by that. Um, that has me curious. Tell you the God's honest truth. Um, our generation, 
I don't. Oh, I'm probably older than you guys, but I don't. No, Fran's, doubt it. Fran's oh. the oldest one here. And, uh, <laughs> like like Moses is right hand man. <laughs> I am yeah. there with Moses. <laughs> uh, you know, excuse my language. Our generation right now is totally fucking things up for the younger kids when it comes down to education. Who say more? And 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 talking from a mental health aspect as mm-hmm. well, they're totally confusing the hell out of and. Kids, they're just lost right now because of what our generation of politicians and parents and ignorance and stupidity mm-hmm. has brought about. You know, um, look at everyone, our group. We went to school, we went to high school, K through 12. We went on to college because we wanted what's better for us and mm-hmm. everything. And we wanted to pass, you know, get graduate and pass that along to the next generation. Our generation, we made it through high school learning about our history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. learned, we learned about the uh, Christopher Columbus, and that's the one thing I, people yeah. hate when I say about Christopher Columbus. He did not discover America. You, you he cannot, discovered spices. You can't discover something that already is occupied by a people. Right. Mm-hmm. So... He didn't discover jack shit. Yeah. Sorry, people. But um, I don't think you're going to offend a lot of people with that statement. <laughs> but uh, if you look at our education system, we were teaching, we taught the good and the bad. Okay? Mm-hmm. We got through it okay. Right, because you have to learn from it. Yeah. You have to and, learn from mistakes. And how people learn is by learning from the people that learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. So for a group of people, a small group, to be able to come in and say, I don't want my kid to learn or want them to feel bad about what people did in the past. No one was teaching that. Yeah. Who was teaching that to the kids? Nobody. No one. But that was their re- they, they used that as an excuse to slide their ignorance and racism and bigotry into the system. And our politician just Amen. took that bait and ran with it. Mm-hmm. And... When it comes down to mental health, what do you think that is doing to our kids today? Well, I think anytime you marginalize anybody, it's going to just quickly erode yeah. their sense of well-being, their sense of self. Yeah. And that's all mental health. And it's- it prevents, I think, our kids from developing compassion and yes. empathy and understanding. Like when I was in sixth grade, I will never forget this. My teacher, Mrs. Cruzy, had us all watch Alex Haley's Roots. Mm-hmm. That was the whole, I mean, if you want to watch black history, African-American history, it's brutal. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful horrific portrayal of what that was like. And Mm -hmm. watching that as a child in sixth grade, I remember bawling Mm -hmm. through that. Then she had us break into teams of civil rights. Like you're on the North, you're on the South. Now defend your argument. Mm -hmm. Why should we have slaves and why shouldn't we have slaves? And I will never forget, there was a girl in our class whose father would not allow her to watch it. So she had to go sit in the office while we watched it and did all of that discussion. That was life-changing for me as a young child because then all of a sudden it wasn't just this 
this black person I don't know. This was a human being that was torn from their family, had their children taken away from them. Mm-hmm. It changed who I was as a person. Had I right. not had that experience in education, I wouldn't be who I was today. Well, and I think your teacher saying, okay, you're the North, you're the South, and I'll defend your argument. You and I are always preaching cognitive flexibility. And what a great exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're from the North... Or if you're from the South and you're totally against slavery, but now I have to argue why I think slavery is a good thing, yep. I think that is going, even if you don't believe in it, it's right. going to expand yeah. your thinking. It's going to it's gonna make you think, because do I want to own a human being? Yeah. Do I want to treat a human being the way that I read about the treatment of uh, slaves? Do I want to be that person? If I... If, you know, you split us up and one half do this and one half does this, how does this half feel being that group of people yeah. that enslaved a nation of people? Um, I look at it sort of when I actually talk about it, you know, why did um, the United States start up? People left oppression, right? They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they oh, the oppression. irony. They, those people that left that oppression, in that area where they left, there were black people who were not slaves. They were mm-hmm. treated equally. So they left that oppression. And wait, because- I want to correct you just for a second, or I want to take it a step further. Okay. Religious oppression. Yeah. They came here to leave religious oppression. Okay. And, you know, the king was putting things on them they did, they couldn't mm-hmm. abide by anymore, taxation, religion, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they came and they... Discovered America. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they came and they say, okay, we're going to uh, colonize this area. We're going to make it ours. So what do they do? Well, we don't want to do the work. Let's go to another country, enslave those people, bring them back on ships, and do to them what we just left England for. <laughs> Which basically puts Oprah's theory to rest because you know better, you do better. Oh, crap. I mean, I'm getting really cynical in my old age. I really believed in that for a long ass time. But now I'm thinking, no, we don't. I think for a lot of us, it's true that today I know better. So today I shall do better. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of people who are like, I don't give two shits Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do what I want to do. And, um, you know, getting back to, you went and invaded a country, a nation, full of kings and queens and uh, everything, peaceful life, slaughtered, enslaved, put on ships, chained. Majority of them died on the way here, so they mm-hmm. threw them off the boat. Majority of the women were raped on the way here in you took that group of people and said, you're going to work our fields. You're going to do all this hard work for us. To pay off the to treat we just up. gave you. Yeah. And they forget, they forgot what it was like when they before they mm-hmm. left. So they took that trait from their, their original country they came from and they embellished that on a whole different race of people. And they took that race of people and they... Talking from a mental health stand of view, they mm-hmm. um, dehumanized them. They became not humans. They became livestock. 
And if you look mm-hmm. at a lot of um, people when they try to do their ancestry um, history, mm-hmm. it can only go back too far. If you remember Roots, Alex Haley went back and he had to stop because he couldn't figure out why he couldn't go any further back. Mm-hmm. And then he told the gentleman, look on the livestock. And, and they were listed under livestock. They were listed under wow. Livestock. Oh, so goodness. They, Gosh. Were, they were considered livestock. That is so fucked up. So it's, it's, and then, you know, we went through the years, we fought and we got done with this. And, and through the educational thing, it seems like if you're only going to talk about Martin Luther King, that's all the black history you need to know. <laughs> you know, we don't need to know what's happened before Martin Luther King. We don't need to know what happened after Martin Luther King because right. none of that is being taught. Right. Black history is Martin Luther King, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, or uh, Abraham Lincoln, he, emancipation, mm-hmm. freed the slaves. Um, we'll talk about George Washington, but not the fact that he owned slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, we'll talk about or uh, Ben Franklin will talk about, but what about those people that he had as property mm-hmm. that made them rich and who they are today? Mm-hmm. No one talks about that. And Well, and Thomas Jefferson, if I have it right in my head, he's pretty famous for having a lot of children yep. with his slaves. Yeah, I think he kind of repopulated that old area by yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, talk about a hypocrite. And there is someone is they've did the stud the blood quorum and everything, and there is someone alive today is that is a descendant of Thomas Jefferson, wow. black woman. So it tells you how far it goes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it, no one thought about mental health back then, or what it right. did to those people to be snatched and torn mm-hmm. from where they're from and turned into property and constantly whipped and beaten and hung and, you know, right. all the things up to, um, you know, I would say today, but it's been done with bullets. But um, no one actually looked at the whole thing. But then when you have a group of people that says, well, I don't want my child to be ashamed of what happened. No one is, no one, you know, if were you ashamed when you were learning about it? You know, I was well. I was like Fran. I was horrified, you know? but no, I never felt ashamed. No, I was just like, as a race, we have to do better. Yeah. Like as a human race, we have to do better. That's the point of learning history because we never want to repeat it. Right. And so we teach history and we talk about history and we talk about the bad things, but we also talk about the good things. And I just want to point out and history. correct me if I'm like way like speaking incorrectly here, but um, you're not going to swear, are you? Always, <laughs> but maybe not in this moment. I as like when I was sixth, seventh grade, I was fascinated with the Holocaust mm-hmm. and I just read everything I could get my hands on about the Holocaust um, because it, and I've always been like this. It's how did that happen? How mm-hmm. did we you know what I mean? I, but I will tell you, I am mostly German. Mm-hmm. And not once did I feel ashamed, but it was like, again, it was like you with, with Roots. It was like, no, I, we got to make sure we never do this again. And that's the thing. I, I don't want anybody to ever feel ashamed of what happened in the past. The past is the past, but we should not never forget it. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, you talk about uh, um, the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all, in school, we learned about that. I wanted to learn about it. I loved the book Anne Frank. You know, Mm -hmm. it took a part of me out of me. You know, Mm -hmm. you just feel empty. You say, how could you do that? But then we look at um, Cambodia. There's Mm -hmm. killing fields, Khmer Rouge. Mm -hmm. Rwanda. Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Millions of people genocide this mm-hmm. millions of people and you just think to yourself you know the holocaust wasn't wasn't the only big thing it's the only one mm-hmm. we've learned about yeah, really that's the only one we learned about we, yeah that's a good we, point we don't learn about what's happened over in africa mm-hmm. why yeah you know we don't learn about what happened in in uh, cambodia even though our soldiers went through it you know mm-hmm. we don't learn about it they don't talk about it why we don't really know jack shit about what happened to the indigenous people here in the United States mm-hmm. and, you know, what continues to happen to them because mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about it. It mm-hmm. is if we don't teach our kids everything that we are obligated to teach them, they will never learn. And speaking from a mental health point of view, I'm just saying how can you prepare a young kid for the future. If you're going to take knowledge away from them, mm-hmm. they're not going to be worth jack shit to corporate. I agree, yeah. Yeah, corporate wants you to come in and you know they don't want to, they're not going to hire you because CRT. Mm-hmm. It's just these things that. I thought people, we weren't going to swear, and then you pull out those I, letters. Effing. <laughs> I, I, I hang on. Define it. What's CRT? <laughs> CRT. Um, first of all, yeah, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, always. <laughs> That's true. Uh, CRT is critical race theory, which is a doctoral level course taught in law school. But our politicians in a small group of White families decided to use that as a scare tactic. It's black propaganda. It's pretty all it is is black propaganda. Mm-hmm. CRT is not being taught anywhere in schools K through twelve. CRT is not being taught in college, <laughs> undergrad, or grad school. It is a doctoral level critical thinking course that is only being taught to a certain class of people. In law school, did you say? In law school. In law school. Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University graduate program in counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private, private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to. And then my favorite. What? Forensic counseling. Super cool. But is it KCREP approved? It is KCREP approved. And you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome. But can I afford it? Because I don't have a lot of money. It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling specific scholarships in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome. Be Northern, unleash your potential, baby. Oh! Just wokeness. 
Ask what? Brody because Brody identifies super as woke. woke. He's super woke. I are, you, woke. are you woke now, Brody? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I thought that I was. Know. I thought that's what it. Hey, are you woke yet? Uh, yeah, I'm woke. Yeah, I, I need, still need a cup of coffee, but uh, no. I think what it is is people go. Um, if we're gonna have critical race theory. And then we're going to teach our white kids that they should be ashamed to be white. I really think if you boil down the opponents to CRT, that I've come across anyway. That's and tell, the bones of their me, argument. Tell me, if you're teaching your kids that CRT is a bad thing, and as a mental health worker, what do you think that's doing to that kid when that kid goes out into the world and he sees that everything that was said about CRT is a lie? Right. And then you start looking, was everything in my education yeah. a lie? Yeah, it's just, exactly. it, to me, it's like um, lying by omission in a way. And yes. it's sort of like you take a, let's say, for example, you're going to be a specialist in electri- electrical mm-hmm. engineering or whatever. And you're taking all these courses, but you're going to leave out five of them. You're just going to leave them out for mm-hmm. whatever reason or They're whatever. They're not super important. They're not super important, you know. How do you get the full spectrum of humanity and Mm -hmm. learning without getting all of the information? I mean, I think about like also the the series, The Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a phenomenal thing to have your children at some point when they're old enough to handle that, Mm -hmm. to watch that and discuss that with them. Because... I mean, that's inter, when you talk about how does it impact black people, mm-hmm. African American people, their mental health, again, intergenerational trauma. That's yes. what happens with them because of all of, I mean, you watch something like that. How did that woman even survive or even mm-hmm. want to survive after right. that? The desire to survive after all experiencing all of that to me is mind blowing. I know I would have just laid down and said, somebody run over me, please just run over me. And speaking of intergenerational trauma, I mean, we know from epigenomics that trauma alters DNA. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at, you know, if you're a black person whose ancestors came over from Africa and were slaves, and if I'm understanding you correct, a lot of people can, if they can trace far enough back, there, there's trauma. I mean, yeah, you can't say that's not trauma. Yeah. DNA was changed, and yeah. it's going to be passed down regardless of what trauma the next generations experience. And I, I would have personally, this is my feeling, uh, my thought of slaves. To me personally, I think those were probably the most inside strongest group of people oh. you ever will come across because they survived. Mm-hmm. They Give it, yeah, they what, to what you were saying. Yes, exactly. They didn't let things destroy them. They they found ways to survive. They mm-hmm. worked together. They escaped. They found mm-hmm. ways to uh, hang in there, even mm-hmm. though they were dying and being whipped. And, you know, I can tell God you all awful. the horrible things that were done to them. But they... they fought and they found a way to survive. They made it. And you look at the indigenous people, they survived. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something inside of them made them strong. And they survived all the tragedy and and but atrocities that were done to we them. We gotta quit pretending it didn't make an impact though. It did make it and people don't on people today. Yes, yes. Um my kids, because of the work I did with the tribes, uh, 
have a total respect because my kids and my family were taken in and accepted and were made a part of it because um, the work that I was doing. My kids played with the kids, you know, ran around. They have friendships that they built. Um, my kids that I worked with at the schools, they still see my kids as a part of their, their group, their family, you know, and they wish them a happy birthday. They talk about the weddings. They, you know, they, they do all this. And my kids still have pictures that they took, you know, and that was a friendship that they built because they were accepted, mm-hmm. not uh, pushed away because they were different mm-hmm. than those kids. So I, I look at it, and I I think I, I do, oh, this is what I do when I, I piss white people the hell off. Oh, I can't. You know? I just, I'll throat punch you if is, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> this is This is what I do. I told the, my group one time, I said, okay, show of hands, how many people in here think that white people are in the Bible? Uh, <laughs> I love where you're going with that. You're not going to find one white person in the Bible. I right? said something to somebody one time that there's no way Jesus could be white, and no. they got so pissed at me, and I'm like, but there's literally no way. And that is the ignorance of everything. No one is looking at anthropology or geography. Right. Light-skinned baby, white, no. Where the hell was the Bible based from? <laughs> Give me the location. Oh, God, don't put me. Bethlehem. Ge- thank you. I'm geographically <laughs> challenged, <laughs> but how many white the Middle East. Are, yeah, the yeah. Middle East. How many light-skinned pl- <laughs> complexions? Not people? back then. If you look at the description of Jesus Christ in the Bible of dark-skinned complexion and mm-hmm. woolly hair, mm-hmm. you look at the pictures that hang in the churches, the white churches, long yeah, hair, blue eyes. It's wavy. <laughs> yeah. It's wavy, but and the yeah. Skin can get his <laughs> yeah. point or the Virgin Mary. Yeah, the Virgin Very Mary. Very white. Uh, yeah. I'm like, so who's lying to who? One thing that I think, I mean, what I want to achieve with this podcast, and I know you do too, Becky, is like we put, we invite people of different races, different backgrounds, different viewpoints, different viewpoints, because it's like, I would like to think that if we all sit down together in a room and we have an honest conversation with the goal of understanding, yes, the goal of understanding, I'm always going to learn something. I'm yes. always going to learn something. And regardless of who's in the room, it doesn't matter. And yes. it's like to, to limit what someone has access to learn. Yes. To me is such a fatal mistake in any kind of setting, any kind of atmosphere, any kind of classroom. We are here to learn. This is mm-hmm. earth school, baby. This yeah. is why we're here. And to let's listen not to people, limit that. We've talked about this a thousand times, but listening to people who look at things differently than you is always going to be a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You don't exactly. have to agree, right? Exactly. But just listen. Exactly. So Thomas, if our listeners can walk away from this episode, with one or two key points, what would you want them to walk away with? I would say stop closing your eyes and open them. Stop being a sheep. Be the wolf. <laughs> you know, mm. Not, not just because we work at Northern. No, but yeah. no, no. Ow! <laughs> Ow! <laughs> but yeah, I would like to, you know, and I would say understand people. No, no truth, you know. Diversity didn't start now. Right. Diversity is not a bad word or a swear word. 
Multicultural is not a bad word, a swear word. Anything that describes a people is not bad. If they don't look or act like you, it's not mm-hmm. bad. And you look at people and judge yourself before judging others. Hearing you correctly, what you're hoping our listeners will walk away with is opening up their eyes. Exactly. Opening up their minds. And just asking questions before yeah. assuming. Don't pass judgment. Don't pass judgment. Don't pass judgment. I think if you that's see fair. me walking in a store, just don't assume that I'm a potential shoplifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that does happen in Aberdeen, yeah. folks, and everywhere else. If you see me driving down the road, don't pull me over just because. Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't have to give my kids the talk. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you see law enforcement, do the checks. Yeah. Seatbelts on, my hands on the I'm mm-hmm. below the speed limit, mm-hmm. and you know how to react if you get pulled over. Uh, all of these things that shouldn't be inflicted if people just do the things you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our biggest problem. We just don't want to. We want conflict. We want hatred because it's a uh, a money making thing. You're right. It, it is. It keeps certain people in power. Love, we love um, learning, and yes. we appreciate your time with us very much. And your candor. I really, I didn't want you to, to pussyfoot anything, and, and I appreciate that you didn't. Uh, I thought you know me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were going to try to be all polite. You did that for like 10 minutes when I first uh, met you. No, you really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, thank you so much Thanks for being for with being us. Here. You guys, awesome. we are the shrinks. And that's a wrap. <laughs>